What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Rideshare Rodeo, Uber Lyft Driver, and Gig Economy News. Sponsored by UberLiftDrivers.com, RidesharRodeo.com, with Para.com. I'm your host, SJ. Let's get it on. David, how are you? Hey, I'm well, Steve. Thanks for having me on again. <laughs> uh, yeah, no problem, man. Uh, so, um, so the uh, I, I wanted to talk to you about a few things with Para. I've been on the chat, and uh, you know, obviously the whole team. We all know it's kind of getting a little bit ridiculous in there, and something needs to be done. And so, I know that uh, we are working on that right now, and. Uh, Hopefully that starts to happen like in the next couple of days because it has gotten pretty out of hand. Um, I've seen a couple of questions from people on the stability of the app. Yep. And when I get to them and say what market, a lot of times just resetting the phone, closing the apps, reinstalling the apps, restarting the phone, having a better connection, things of that nature in their market make it yep. so that the app comes back up, which makes total sense. So I have yep. a feeling that a lot of people might either, A, be out in, like, rural whatever market, and they don't have a good signal, you know, things like that that might delay a text, that might delay this. Because yep. um, even some of them I see, you know, I saw it come in two minutes late. That tells me that there's not big city data moving around where they are. Yeah, I think no. I think that's a great question. I think first of all, on the chat thing, yes, completely hear where you're coming from. I think uh, the chat was a bit of a, uh, you know, a feature we built before tip transparency, and I think it wasn't built to have the hundred something thousand people that are in it right now. So I think you know we discussed this offline earlier, but would love you know excited to see what you do a sort of mod of the chat, and also do realize that it's something that's important for us to look at. So we'll definitely get to that. In terms of stability, I think that's a really great question. I think the most common yeah, – there's a lot of things happening here. So I think uh, one thing is uh, a lot of the time for some people it really is just a bad cell signal. Uh, but I know that there have been some sporadic issues for people, right? So I think a couple of weeks ago, you know, our notification system uh, crashed. Mm-hmm. It wasn't thing, actually. It was sort of oh, I, I remember. <laughs> yeah provider that we use, right? And ironically, they're a, um, they're a provider to a lot of big firms that you would have heard of. And I think the thing is, unlike other companies, very few people actually use notifications uh, as pressingly as we do, right? Because most of the time, if a notification is sent, if it's 10 seconds late, whatever, right? But in our case, that can be the difference between accepting or declining an offer, that wasn't great. So I think what you've seen in the last couple of weeks is we built it on fail-safe, right? So if something does go wrong with notifications, it will switch to text. So I know that that confused some people. The good thing is it's always in the feed, right? So the feed should be the source of truth. And we do sometimes switch between notifications or text, although hopefully that shouldn't happen too much more. I think the second mm-hmm. 
but also, you know, we have call it 160 plus thousand people now. And that's what uh, that's what I was going to get at. Is the growth of the app also would be slowing this down too? And I know that it's continuing to like you're. I know we're expanding. You know, like how the data how the data is managed, like how many people. Obviously, when there was a thousand, you know, the company uh, providing data for us, uh, you know, they, that's a different, that's a whole different setup than when it becomes 10, 20, 50, 100, 150,000. Yes. Uh, but, you know, we've been working hard to make sure that the service and the servers scale with the number of people. Uh, but with that, uh, I think sometimes, uh, there is a, you know, there are a small portion of people who sometimes might get caught in this time period where a lot of people signed up and we just haven't spun up enough servers to match that. So I think it's one of these, if you're a listener and it's being a little spotty, I'm asking for your forgiveness and also the promise from my end that we're doing the most we can to make sure that the service uh, scales as people continue to sign up. The good thing, I think, taking a step back is uh, this has been a pretty small percentage of people but that's still a static. Question. No, no, it, it has. You know, um, usually I'm on, I'm on all social or I'm talking to you or whatever. It was just recently I got into the chat and started seeing what was going on in there. But that's a small percentage of the people uh, using yeah. the app anyway. And and I've already explained to the people in chat that we at Para don't like what's going on in chat because they're scaring newbies away. Like, newbies come into chat sometimes, and they're like, hey, I have a question. And you can tell they're green. They just have a real basic question. And they, I mean, people are answering it before I can, even if I'm in there. Yeah. And they shouldn't be answering that shit. And, and, and usually they're wrong. That's what annoyed me about Facebook groups, too, right, was that whenever somebody new came in, everybody would hate on them. So it, it pains me to see that that's also happening on our app. So, uh, yeah, yeah the, Facebook, the Facebook has a little more moderation, though, even not just by you and in our team, but by Facebook itself. Like, Facebook has a very built-in pull this if it's looking that bad. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, like, they've got some keywords and stuff. Like, if you're putting that in, you're going to get removed without us doing it. Yeah. Uh, so, I think, you know, even if it's a small percent, you know, we're now at a size where a small percent is a couple hundred people where it's not working for Right, or a couple thousand. But it people. usually comes back pretty quick. Yes, I think that is the point, is that we've never had it down for more than 10 or 15 minutes. Uh, right, and I, and I think that's what people really need to hear, is that, you know, if it is down, don't don't freak. Just, you know, leave DoorDash on, um, you know, keep working. And yeah. as soon as it comes back up, you're going to be good, because uh, a lot of times, you know, I know this from living in, in Denver. I've, you know, you know that I've got, like, equipment and stuff that's kind of, you know, should be working at full speed all the time. My internet will go through moments, like if we have an event going on in town or whatever. I mean, people don't want to believe this fully. We're not to a true 5G world yet. And to be honest, data still does slow. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it just does. You know, right. a Friday at, a Friday at uh, 6 p.m. is going to be way slower in most places in Denver on any data than Tuesday at 1. Yeah, and I think for us it's just it's never crashed for more than 10 or 15 minutes. It's never been more than one server. So usually it's a some small thing, error on our end that we should have thought of that makes a small portion of it go down. 
Uh, but that's not cool either, right? So we're we're working on it. We're working on it, but at the same time, I think at a super high level, I feel pretty comfortable with the service and that, yes, we have problems, but it's been up, call it, 99-point-something percent of the time. Right. I, I agree. Um, moving into uh, the thing, the piece that you and I did with John got a lot of attention. Yep. Um, because people, you know, some people thought it was staged or the first call. I'm sorry, the, not the call that you and I did with John, the one where he did the call with DoorDash. Yep. Okay. And then the next day I woke up and saw it and like for a quick second, I thought, this is cool. He just proved something. But then I called him and asked him, hey, dude, will you do, you, you, you should get me on a, um, something today and make a video. He said, why? And I said, because I think that I need to address security here a little bit um, because we don't want every DoorDasher calling who's using Terra to call DoorDash. Yep. You know, because you know how it goes, dude. One person says, hey, look, I just did it. And even if people are like, what? Like, they want to do it themselves. I want to see this happen. Yeah. And that's a quick way to anybody listening who's a DoorDasher. I mean, I I want you to imagine this. If you call into DoorDash to ask them about Para, number one, as far as we know, they're still saying it's fine. Okay? And And But, however, if you call in, they have your phone number. So when you ask, can you get deactivated on Para, I say no. I know that we say be careful because you could. That's the Paris stance. However, I say no. We just say that to be careful. However, if you're calling DoorDash, you absolutely could get deactivated because they have your phone number. They have your name. I mean, before you even get on with an agent. So if you start asking para questions right now, no, I don't think so because John tried it. Um, a couple others have tried it. But um, one of these days, that, that could change overnight. Yeah. You could be the one who calls, and they're like, you know, hey, we've got your name and number, and you're you're no longer on the app. Yeah. Yeah. So that is one way I could see that, you know, hey, people, dashers don't, you know, I said in the John video, like, I, you, you can do what you want, and obviously you can't. Everybody can do what they want. But I would say, you know, I see a lot of you worried about, can I get can I get kicked off DoorDash for using this? I see the bigger picture of if they really cared, they would come after us at Para, yep. not after the users, and it would be much harder to go after the users, almost yeah. next to impossible. However, if you're calling DoorDash and saying I'm having problems with the Para app and they start really caring about that, they would, yeah, I can see them. I mean, if they have any likeness to Uber, I can see them absolutely deactivating you forever on that call. Yeah. <laughs> so my, my point is maybe don't call you know i don't want to tell people what to do again you can do what you want but maybe don't call doordash really think that one through if you want to yeah or hope that uh the other people calling and recording it is enough i think at some point if we call them too many times i mean you're gonna annoy somebody right, right. and that's well that was my concern was that that's why i asked john to make the video that he did i yeah. don't know hopefully you've seen it i know that you've been a little out of touch yeah i have i have but I hopefully you saw it because I got on there and I just kind of said it how it was. I didn't even really tell John what it was about. I was just like, you need to put me on. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because I just don't I, want 50,000 people calling today. I think somebody had sent it to me. And when I started playing, I was like, oh, no, oh, no. Oh, interesting. Oh, yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, and while, while you and I are talking about, 
this right now. I just want to real quickly, I want to apologize to the users of the Para app who have gone into the general chat. Um, I've been, uh, David and I talked before we started talking uh, for this conversation right here uh, about, um, you know, when, when the chat was started, like I live in Denver, so there's a Denver group too. So the ultimate goal was to have a group for every city over time. But the Para app blew up so quick that the general chat was like, we hadn't had time to build out all those cities and the general chat is kind of where you had to go. Well, the general chat has had what happens with all general chats when they are not really watched well. And it is now taken over by a bunch of people that need to, you know, need to be removed from the chat. I'm just going to be real simple about it. Or else clean up their language and how they talk to people and, you know, just keep it clean. I mean, you can keep it fun and clean. Yeah. I mean, I, I know this. David knows this. So, I mean, we're giving you these, this great tool. At least do that for us. If you can't, I mean, David and I just were even chatting that, you know, if worse came to worse, the chat might have to be shut down for a while. Yeah. I think uh, I think your spot seems like original intent for this was to make a bunch of sort of like micro-local chats, right? So, like, local chats with, you know, 15, 20, 30 drivers in them. And, you know, we've, we've had a couple of these, right? I think we started them off in WhatsApp and try to move them into the Para app. And there are a couple of them, actually, these local chats that are doing quite well. Uh, but agree, that general chat was not designed. I mean, no, no. You, you and I never saw that the – I didn't – I don't – I think when you and I talked, we never even saw that the general chat would have more people in it than each of the cities. Oh, yeah, I think the general chat was more of an experiment. It's just an experiment. Right, like did people want to talk about market-to-market? Yeah, and then it just like turned into this. I'm seeing this, and like, really, like when I first, when when it first launched, and and you know, like uh, here it's called the Denver Mafia Group. If I go in there, there's like 20 users. So and like you know, like five online. If I go in the general, 166, 160 some thousand users, and there's you know anywhere from I don't know whatever to whatever amount of users in there. Um, but it's. It's really – I still want to stick by what I was saying. I want to apologize to any new users of the app who downloaded it, and, uh, and I've seen probably 40 in the last week that this is a, this is a situation that happens. I just – they get into chat. I just let, downloaded the app, any advice, and everything that gets posted is negative and mean, and it keeps going on until they leave the chat room. And, guys, that is not what – what Pair is about. This was built for everybody. So if you're not in there to be nice and be helpful to people, you're kind of forcing, as I see, you're kind of forcing our hand to be jerks about the chat, which isn't yeah. the end of the world. You'd still be able to use Para for everything you use it for. But, I mean, if, if, if I can't get this under control, it almost has to be shut down for a while until we have the time to do this because I know all the users have even noticed all the growth. So if you can imagine a small team of people like we have, um, obviously this, you know, the growth is huge and, and more just keeps landing on all our laps. And so chat is kind of the last thing we're thinking about. But really when I got in there last week and said, I really need to see because this could really hurt things, it was really hurting things. Yeah. 
And to the new users, I apologize. We will get the chat cleaned up, or else we will get it shut down until it is cleaned up. Um, it's, it's, if you are a new user and you're listening to this, just, just realize that we are running around trying to, like, you know, deal with the immediate most important things. And I think that we've all kind of put chat in the background. So I'm going to try my best over, like, the next week or something to get it cleaned up. Get some of the people removed from there that are just causing problems and upsetting a lot of people. Um, yeah, I'm excited. And, for you. and if that doesn't work, you know, we probably have to just go to shutting it down for a little bit. And I'm excited for you to wield the van hammer, Steve. <laughs> I'm excited. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. And the the one oh the other question I'm asked about a lot, and I told them I would I told them I'd ask you because I'm really not sure. I know you and I have talked about this a few times. Where is things out with the mileage tracking? Yes. Yes. Great question. So I think in general, I think it's in the same vein as you mentioned for chat, is earnings tracking and mileage tracking both together similarly have not uh, been the best experience. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. So uh, for earnings, I know sort of uh, there were some issues of sort of Uber earnings coming through. And since then, if you look on the app, we just put a big banner up top that says something to the lines of, like, this is not perfect right now. Please use it at your own risk or something on those lines, basically. Uh, so what's happening there is it's the same thing. We got a lot of feedback from people basically saying, hey, the way it's built right now, uh, you know, DoorDash earnings only come in after I finish my dash. Uh, there's, you know, earnings come in a couple hours late, et cetera, et cetera. And I think a lot of our attention has really been on trying to keep tip transparency just up and running 100% of the time. But we right. have really been working over the last couple of weeks on an update to that earnings tracking. Uh, so we have something coming. I can't promise exactly when, but called in the next month or so, where we actually think we can pull much more real-time earnings. So I think you'll see it be less focused on historical earnings and much more so how are you doing today, how are you doing this week, how are you doing last week. Uh, but I think we should be able to reflect that, you know, much faster than we are right now. Uh, you know, what that what that means for miles, though, right, is it's the same thing. I think miles, like a true automatic mileage tracker is a little bit further away than I would like. It's just a matter of focus. But uh, for those people who aren't tracking those miles, are what we provided before, that retroactive mileage tracker, uh, that still works. So I know the uh, way, but if you're not tracking your miles right now, we can help you out. If you're still using an Everlance or one of these other mileage trackers, Unfortunately, I would say still keep using one of those at least for a bit. It's just we, uh, it's a capacity issue. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, and I'm wondering too because I don't want to give away what I know, <laughs> but I'll let you uh, speak to this. Um, so I know personally that there's some other really good things coming down the pipe with Para. Um, yeah. Do you yeah. think that some of that mileage tracking might self-correct with some of that? Uh, yes. That's self-correct, but do you think that we might correct it through, like, let's just say Grubhub for a second or Uber Eats or whatever? Yeah. I let's think say something else was added to the platform and uh, and through Grubhub, you know, it was figured out how to, oh, we figured this out. Now we can apply this to DoorDash. Uh Yes. I think, you know, what, what you're alluding to, I think, is uh, 
you know, we have more platforms coming in the next couple of weeks, right? Uh, Particularly. We're running a DoorDash pilot next week with a bunch of users on the group. We hope to have that in the feed alongside DoorDash. Uh, and as part of that, you know, we're trying to expose the miles on a Grubhub trip. Right? We've also been looking at some other platforms. That's really been where we've been spending our time and effort has been uh, yeah, keeping DoorDash going and trying to add the platforms that our users are using right now so that you can manage it all in one place. And I think once that stuff is out, uh, basically you're going to see that and earnings tracking coming over the next month or two. Uh, and then I think after that, hopefully we'll have the time and effort to put into mileage tracking. But uh, same thing, is that retroactive mileage tracker that we'd offered last year Mm-hmm. Uh, it's still always available. Yeah, I'm just I'm I'm now seeing a bigger picture. And yeah, now that you said it, um, I guess I'm okay to, to talk about it a little more. Anyways, that okay. So let's say that like a couple more things came on, like Uber and Grubhub. I'm not saying that like Grubhub mileage would or would solve the mileage tracking, or earnings tracking, or anything like that. I'm just yeah. thinking. I know you and I, David, and I know that the way that, like, the all the four of us kind of think with Para and, like, how we, like, you know, you and I have jumped to a thousand projects over the year. <laughs> you know, like, let's go. This is cool. This is cool. We've got, you know, so many things that we put in the fire. But um, uh, I know it's not going to solve it, but do you think that maybe even – it, there's a way that uh, whether it be Jeff or whoever might want, that might be able to code one that kind of collectively within Para is pulling that. Yes, I think that was always sort of what I call like fully automatic earnings tracking, right? So I know that right. there's a bunch of earnings trackers out there where you know they call it automatic, where you start to swipe and categorize trips because right. we are. Uh, because we are able to access that ping information in our behalf. Uh, yes, if users were to allow us to be able to read and access that information, yes, we should be able to actually calculate those miles for you without you ever having to touch anything. Uh, so the answer is yes, we've scoped it out. We know we can do it. It's just a matter of priority, but it will come. Right. Uh, but, you're, you're uh, but there's a world in which we are helping you your DoorDash pings and your Grubhub pings and your Uber pings and the apps you work on, there's no reason why mileage could be part of that also, right? It's, it makes sense. We have the information to do that for you, uh, and it would add value to users. Right. So the last thing that I get asked a lot, um, and I know that this actually relates to the data, some of the people claiming they steal our data. When I tell people, listen, we take less data than anything you do. Anything you do on the Internet, your phone, whatever, they're all taking more data than we do. And I've put down the challenge to anybody, anybody, show me where we're selling data. Yeah. Because if, if I mean, here's the deal, uh, how I feel about it. If people really think we're selling data, then you have to be seeing that somewhere. So nobody has been able to produce anything physical. So that makes it simply rumor. But yeah. if you have something physical that you want to send over to us, please do so because I would love to see where these bunk articles are coming from. Um, you know, obviously, you're, if you're listening right now, 
uh, you know, you're wondering, you know, well, do I trust this person or whatnot? But the bottom line is we're willing to address anything relating to that, but somebody needs to produce something. Just saying they steal your data, that doesn't really work, guys. I mean, like, the, everybody, then everybody on the Internet stealing your data. And one thing for sure is we're not selling anything. So to make that claim, you really need to put some substance behind it and show why. Like, you need to prove what you're claiming. Otherwise, I mean, most people pick up on, well, that's just, you've got nothing. You're just saying this. I mean, it'd be, it'd be news to me, right? If somebody had something, please let me know because, I mean, I see it, you know. Anyone on our team? Oh, and it'd be news to me. Between you and I, dude, I don't see how there would be an article out there because we read everything. Yeah. But I, but I understand where people are coming from, right? And I think it's a good thing. We've had this talk many, many, many times, right, Steve? But it's this idea that at least now, in, like, finally more and more people are caring about this. And that makes me very happy, actually. So I'm like, I'm not annoyed about that. Oh, absolutely, dude. And I, I mean... And the happy people, and you got to remember too, the happy people really don't come on often. Nothing against them, but like, and get into chat and go, "I really love this." They don't just make those kind of general comments; they're just loving it. But I think where people are a bit confused about, they're like, "Wait, so now you have this app with you know all these people? Uh, you know, how are you making money, right?" So I understand exactly. that why people are skeptical. Like, and if you're not telling us how you're making money, uh, then you, you, you must be selling our data. Right, I mean, and people have been trained to think that way, and it's been the truth, right, for a lot of that. So, hey, how are people for asking that question? So here's where it is, right? When we first tried to launch tip transparency, I remember think uh, at the time we were thinking about trying to charge people because we'd gone out and we tested it, and I went out and I started making a bunch more money, like a lot of our users have. I remember thinking, hey, if we're making people, you know, three, four, five bucks an hour more, would it be fair to charge somebody five bucks a month? Uh, for the mm-hmm. service. Uh, and at the time, thought so, right? But the more we thought about it, I think we real, really came to the idea that this is the right thing to do. All independent contractors and all, or all drivers should have the right to make an informed decision on the trips that they're signing up for. And given that, it just didn't feel fair to charge people for this, right? I think where we were really coming from was like, if we really do truly believe that this is the right thing to do, which we do, we should get this in as many drivers' hands as possible, as quickly as possible, right? So I can, I, you know, as we said, you and I and everybody have learned through a major learning curve on top of already knowing from running businesses that a lot of costs do get incurred. And other people know this too, and they think, how are you paying for this? So basically, people, you know how businesses work. You get funding in the beginning. After that, you got to start charging. Yep. So at some point, there will need to be a charge, especially because of the growth. There just will. Just I mean, you've got to remember there's servers, there's backup servers, there's, I mean, yeah. think of all the parts of this that are actually being optimized, and I can see why some people are like, dude, how are they paying for this? Now, to say that we're paying for it with your data is just a ridiculous claim because, to be honest, folks, um, you know, we don't, have an, <laughs> we don't have enough data on you to really probably even sell it anyway. <laughs> and I guess the other question I have is sell, sell what to get to the who, right? I'm like, <laughs> but, yeah, I know, sell the what and sell the who. But I think I understand where people are coming from, and I do see a world in which we do start to charge, right? We do have to pay the bills. But this is yeah. what I do, right, is the transparency feature will be free. In a world, the current transparency feature will be free. In a world in which we have more platforms and have a system working well, Mm-hmm. And I'm comfortable asking people to pay for that. 
So the yeah. is right now, anyone listening, this will be free. In the future, as we add more and more platforms, and as we start to make it so that you can start to do some more interesting things across those platforms, you know, automation, auto accept client, some of these other things, uh, then I could see a world in which it would make sense to charge. So don't worry. And, I, and, I, and I'd like to, you know, you and I were talking, I'd like to interject something too that David and I were talking about, that it's not just you're going to turn on one day we've, and the other two, and two, three other things have been added that you can see transparency on and all the sentences, now you got to pay. I mean, it's going to be, it would be done in a way where you're all getting notifications for a while. And even David and I were talking about, you know, letting those who wanted in initially just make it like a dollar a month just to, to help keep this going along while we bring in more transparency. Oh, yeah, and I don't think there's ever going to be a moment where you log on one day and it's gone. So this transparency, if you don't if you don't pay in the future for the full-fledged thing, that's fine. You can still get transparency. It's right. just hope that with all the other things we're doing, uh, people will see the value and will be happy to pay for that. Uh, but right. for now, oh, that's, that's not going to happen. We're transparent. Right, right, yeah. But, I mean, like, people do, and that's the thing. That's the thing that I notice the most. People do understand transparency, and they, they do understand that this needs to be charged for. In fact, that's made some people sketchy that we don't. Yep. <laughs> They're like, dude, if you're not running ads and you're not charging, what the hell? Yep. And I get that. I mean, I get that. You get that as a user. Like, yeah, I mean, that is a little confusing. Yeah. But it's just the way that some businesses start up. And the way that we did this was just a lot of, you know, a lot of sweat and uh, time, research yeah. and working and, and really calling people. And, I mean, there's a chance many people listening on this podcast that either talk to David, Jimmy, me, <laughs> Uh, maybe Jeff, but I doubt it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we see, we do all the talking so that Jeff can do all the hard work. <laughs> but I mean, at some point, truly, I mean, it does need to be, and it's not to monetize it. There's not going to be banner ads all flying all over the page and hand monetizing, taking money, crashes. The reason would be to keep something going. That's just yeah. what, I mean, it needs to be. Nonprofits have to run that way. They have to pay the people, the four or five people running the nonprofit. They have to pay the bills, and then everything else goes to the nonprofit, the 501c3. You know, it's, that's just how it works. So even if we were a nonprofit, at some point we would need to take money from the users. Yep. So it's, I mean, again, folks, it's not 20 bucks. It's not, you know, I mean, I think that we're all talking about low, low amounts, especially in the beginning. And maybe even incentives, like if you do sign on, if you're using it and you do sign on, you, know, you can have it for, you know, I don't I, I'm, I would be making up numbers. You get a certain amount of months for a dollar before it goes up, and then it only goes up to half the price that other people can get it. I don't know. But I can just, I can't see you, you David, um, not having a way where it's more than fair, but it needs to be done. Oh, yeah, I think we'll always err on the other side, which is probably, you know, people have to drag me kicking and screaming to charge, basically. I know, and I know. And, and to be honest, people, that is what's going to happen is we're going to have to we're going to have to do that to David, but otherwise the service will start to underperform if we don't, so we're going to have to do that to David. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, uh, that will be one of features with a lot of input from the community, and it will be a group, you know, group decision of, hey, yeah. 
is this, you know, between all these awesome things, hopefully one day this thing will be doing, are you okay paying that? All right. So like not soon and it will be a community thing. So. Right. I mean, to be honest, when people say, you know, we don't see ads on here, it always makes me think if you did, then you should be more worried about data theft. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, I mean, not the charging people thing. I'm talking about like ads, like we're running ads, like, then obviously there'd be concern about do they work with that company or, and even that's usually not, I mean, you really can't accuse every company of that. I know that a lot of companies do bad things and they sell data. Well, we know that some companies have created themselves to collect data and knowing that they would shut down. Yeah. I mean, we watched that with trip rides. We watched trip rides literally create itself have a little bit of a pyramid scheme feel, shut itself down, and they had a huge database to sell. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, like, I can I can understand the, the skepticism, but unlike trip rides, there is no pyramid scheme here. We're not asking for day one out of the gate because it's already been up and running for a while. I mean, we're not asking for trip, – trip rides was asking for money right out of the gate from people, from the drivers. Yeah, you know, it's like we're we're proving ourselves so that when it comes time that some amount of money needs to be thrown in, it will be so minimal to the drive. It's the way I see it, and I think you see it the same way. Is that if let's say it's just five bucks, just out of nowhere, that down the road it's five bucks. When when and if that type of decision was made, it would be made based on within the first three rides of the day, are you making an extra five bucks? Oh, you'd have to be making. I know, but are you at least making that there? That just paid for the month. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, I mean, that kind of like minimal number is where you do get in, where you do want to still, me as a driver, you know, ride share driver almost seven years. And, you know, like I would, I would pay for the right performing, app that helps me earn more. Yep. You know, I wouldn't want to get a two one over my head, be paying 19 bucks a month, whatever, but like some minimal amount. Yes. I would pay if I've already used the app too, and it works and it's proven so, to, to make me money. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm also biased in that. I'm one of these people. I hate paying for apps. I hate paying monthly subscriptions. So to me, it's like, I need to pass my own. I get it. But basically. this is an app that makes you money. Oh, no, agreed, agreed, right? So I, I do pay for some apps. The bar is just high. So, you know, I have to, we have to hit my own bar before I be comfortable. You know, right. So. <laughs> I mean, monthly, yeah, I pay for some apps, too, and it always bums me, you know. I mean, heck, I just Apple stuff alone. I, you know, I pay for news. I pay for, because so many of the newspapers have started charging 256 bucks a year. Yeah, but you can get all the news through Apple News. So I pay nine ninety nine for Apple I'm News or whatever. Yeah, you, know, you have to you know, pay them. That's, yeah, that's not that's not making me money, <laughs> but it's ten bucks a month I spend. So if I if by spending five, I'm making one hundred and fifty to two hundred and fifty percent of what I make on DoorDash otherwise a month. Yeah, it's worth that five bucks. Yeah, that's yeah. just how I see it. <laughs> But I just wanted to kind of set a few things straight and uh, let the newbies know, too, that, you know, hey, if you're getting on there, I, I really uh, – David and I did have a, a little talk, and I'm going to really – guys, I'm going to really try and save uh, chat for you if you're listening to this. 
but I do need the help of people in chat too. You know, so if you if you see other people just going out of line, and you and you see some people getting kicked off here in the next few days, understand. Tell those people to stop, and then we don't have to kick them out. Yes, because I, we 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 could easily just shut it down this very minute. But David and I talked, and I think it's worth giving you guys the chance. But you gotta you gotta help us. You gotta you gotta like tell the other people to stop or. Even flag them, and I know I've been flagging some things lately. And again, that goes to the fact that we've just all been so busy we haven't really had time to check. But I've been flagging lots of things, and so you know, if you're seeing uh, stuff that should be removed, and you've flagged things in the past, and it's never nothing's ever happened about it, keep doing it because here in the next few days, I'm going to be in there, and uh, yeah, we'll remove people who are doing inappropriate behavior, um, threats, uh, sexual assault. Any of that kind of stuff going on in there is going to be removed. Yes. Um, and I think that that's just an across-the-board agreement, even with people using the app who are the good people using the app. So, uh, yeah, that's not acceptable anymore. Um, but, yeah, uh, I, I really just wanted to kind of do a catch-up. I know there's been – and hopefully that clears some stuff up for you guys. I know that John, um, upstate, our friend uh, – uh, right upstate put out a video about calling DoorDash, and that's why in the beginning of this I said, you know, probably not a good idea. But that's also why I did that follow-up video with him because I right away realized I just didn't want to see you guys get in trouble, any dashers. Um, and I just kind of felt like that was almost, you know, like would people want to call themselves? And I was like, probably. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, just a piece of advice again. Everybody can do what they want, but. After, so. I wouldn't call them. <laughs> yeah, I almost called with them myself after, so but I I held it off. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. I mean, clearly, clearly they're aware of what's going on. Yeah. You know, I think that for them, I saw a stat out from the, uh, from Hilly today that said that DoorDash has two million uh, workers right now. Yeah. So. Their thought process might be until Para has 1.5 million users, let them show the transparency because if we do it, we show it to all 2 million. Yeah. Maybe the, uh, the optimism. I mean, it's not, it's not right, and I'm not, I'm not defending DoorDash. I'm just telling people that could be part of the reason. That could be, you know, that they see it as like the smaller – okay, the smaller fish is, has got some users on it that are – seeing the tips. We don't want to put that on ours. I yeah. don't know. Um, I just, you know, I, well, and, and, and again, I really don't, don't worry so much about the security. I don't know if David will contradict me on this one, but we just say things to caution you because it's your account and we worry about some people you know, just maybe doing the wrong thing that might trip you up. It's not like we're afraid that through our app you're going to get caught and deactivated. It's that we're just afraid you might call DoorDash or call just anything that might trip you up yourself. That's why when David and I were on that uh, with John before he did that other video, you know, we just said if you're not ready to use Para, don't use Para. You know, but there's really nothing on there that I don't think could get you deactivated from our side. No, just, you know, don't, you know, just don't 
take that unnecessary risk, keep dashing, keep making money. So. Exactly. Just make your money and think through what you do. Just don't, <laughs> you know, don't try and prove a point and call DoorDash and ask if it's going okay. Like I said, you might catch the day where it becomes not okay for them anyway. And they just start deactivating. But only if you call them. Just don't, you know, call DoorDash for DoorDash support. Don't call DoorDash for anything para. <laughs> Although, uh, Call me naive, maybe, but or an optimist. What I read from that, which made me happy, is like maybe, call me crazy, but maybe they're coming across to the point that this is the right thing as an independent contractor. But you know, maybe I'm naive. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. But if they are, but if they are, then they're trying to figure out how to show transparency themselves. And I think as many models as they go through with that, they're going to see that there's going to be people who fight them all along the way to be transparent. Yeah. Yeah, in any of in any of these app based gig companies. Yeah. Yeah. I mean and, and a lot of them are just so money hungry that they'll just be like, look, no other app based company is doing this, we're not gonna do it. Yeah. yeah. And that might just be enough of an argument right there. Yeah, I hope it But uh yeah, I feel uh, you know, I feel like a lot of there's a lot of it, the the growth on the app has been so huge, um and there's a lot of people using it and Obviously, the network's expanding, and, um, you know, just, uh, yeah, keep enjoying it. Uh, if you have any, I mean, you can email David, Info, Steve, Jimmy, all, any of them at withpara.com. Um, you know, I, when I stepped into the chat, I tried to do it as the driver advocate, and uh, I could just tell it was just a bunch of trolls slamming me, so that's why. Um, that needs to be handled, and uh, I could see what they were doing to other people. But I mean, like for the most part, dude, if you email us, I mean, I've had a couple people email me, and I get right back to you, and you know, I tell you what what I know, and if I don't know, I tell you I don't know. So I mean, I definitely don't put out misinformation. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. Know? So, so, yeah. Exactly what you're saying, David at withpara dot com. Sometimes I may, I will try to get back as fast as I can, but I will get back and hopefully with an answer. So, yeah, and I mean, a lot of times, guys, that's that's where I'm going is David. Like, if I don't know something, I'm calling David. I mean, he may not even know. We might have to problem solve. But I mean, that's why the questions are great. So keep them coming. And um, yeah, thanks everybody for using the app, and thanks uh, again, David, for coming on. Maybe this helps clear some things up for people. And, Hopefully the chat clears up because I think that a lot of people who first sign on do go into chat and it was really, it was disheartening to see how many people were treating newbies like crap in there. Yeah, it's really not cool. But yeah, thanks to all the listeners and just thanks for being a part of this movement. I think at the beginning of this all, we sort of said this is a movement to do the right thing for Dashers. This movement has grown, I think, larger than any of us could have ever imagined. But I'm hoping this is just the beginning, right? I think on those same sort of principles, on the ability to make an informed decision, on the ability to have tools that make your life easier, to have competition for your time, I think on the same set of principles, there's a lot more that we can do. Uh, but at the same time, I just want to take the moment to just thank everybody who's been part of yeah, this awesome movement so far. So thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, the same thing here. I mean, this is... I fully agree with you, man. This has grown way quicker than um, yeah, anything I ever thought would happen with this. But 
again, I, the ideas kept changing too on what would be going on. <laughs> so it's like, you know, we're going through all these ideas and obviously it grew too fast because like I said, when we created chat, it was thinking that barely but anybody was in general chat. Yep. You know, that they'd all be in their areas. And so that's even been brought up to me too, is that like, well, I don't have a chat in my area. And I'm like, we probably just haven't got to your city yet. Yeah. Because, I mean, it does seem like the good people in chat, when I brought that up, like what the, the real the real idea was to, or big picture is to get each city to have its own chat. Yeah. And they're like, or each market. And they everybody that's that, that's good in there, in the chat right now, was like, dude, that's what needs to happen. That sounds awesome. Like they were stoked. You know, because obviously it's a lot better if you guys are all chatting with people in your market because then you're talking about the same thing. I see in the general chat often, like, I can't make that, and you don't, and nobody says where they're from, and then somebody else is like, well, I make twice that. So it can get very confusing watching chat and thinking, well, wait, how come I just can't make that? Maybe it's where you live, and maybe if we had a chat for your city, which will happen down the road, maybe yep. that will be easier because you'll be able to talk to people who face the same hurdles you do. Yeah. So, but again, thanks, David, for coming on. Um, hopefully this will clear some stuff up for some people, and uh, I'm stoked. I'm, I'm excited to see where this keeps going. Yeah, no, thanks for having me as always, Steve. And, yeah, let's, uh, let's clean this chat up. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Take care, brother. All right, later.